Welcome to the episode nine of the Artists Stop Being Poor podcast, where we interview experts from the art worlds to find out their tips and strategies so we can implement it into our own careers and become the best artists we can. Today we have Patrick Shanahan from Art Storefronts. Art Storefronts is a platform that allows photographers and artists to create a website and have it running in the turn of a key. And Patrick is the one in charge of teaching the artists the marketing strategies and social media strategies they need to use to make their sites succeed. So today we're going to be talking about this idea of attention for artists and social media strategies for artists as well. So without further ado, welcome Patrick to the Artists of Being Poor podcast. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me, Savan. Fired up to uh, to get into it. It's it's interesting too because I imagine the majority of your audience is European, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Turns out, turns out whether United States based artist or European based artist, the problems are exactly the same. They're they're exactly the same. So if you want, so it, it, my little trickery is is not working um, like it normally does. I can I can kind of present on this thing and show it, or if I click present, will it give me give me the ability to share a screen? Okay, let me let me get this all dialed up because I think it's it's a super worthwhile presentation, and you know, like every single solitary person on this call, it will it will apply to. It's going to apply to Alex. It's going to apply to Rhea, Eloise, Romy, unknown over there with the red hair. You're unknown, but I'm. You know, if you want to change your name, I'll, I'll address you not as unknown. But let me let me get um, let me just get this up so I can show it. So I, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard of, and and, and I should say to you before I even get into that is, this is sort of my basis for what I think it takes to be a successful artist and have a successful art business in 2021 and beyond. And hold on, I got to just move my presentation. Bear with me. And I should say, you know, at Art Storefronts, um, our company, I run webinars with artists and photographers three three days weekly. And it's not like a sales pitch for you guys to join and come on one. But I, I say it to say, I do not believe that there is a human being on the planet currently that talks to more artists and photographers on a week in and week out basis. And you do that long enough and pattern recognition becomes a real thing. I've heard of every attempted problem, what you might think is your problem. And then the reality is, is what really is the problem. And that's, that's what I want to get into. And, and again, just bear with me. I'm trying to get this thing freaking working here. I'm, a, I'm more of a Zoom guy than a, uh, than a Google. Okay, here we go. So I want to, I want to share this concept um, with you guys. And I call it, I call it the art selling pyramid. Okay. And you guys are seeing it. Do you see the image of the, the pyramid here on the screen? So Okay, wonderful. So I stole it from Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And I don't know if you've seen this or not seen this, but the way the pyramid works is you have to sort the blocks on the bottom before you can get to the top. So in Maslow's instance here, you have to sort the physiological stuff, meaning you have to eat and you have to sleep. That's a daily thing you have to do. Once you get that taken care of, then you can worry about safety, a roof over your head or, you know, a cave. You can start working on money and then you get to love, and belonging, esteem, self-actualization, you become a decent human. So I've rebranded it, renamed it the art selling pyramid, okay? And, and I really fundamentally believe that this is the path to a successful art business in 2021 and beyond. 
So it's got three blocks and I wanna, I wanna just kind of attack it on a block by block basis. The first block is attention, okay? And this is every single solitary person's on this call biggest problem right now, okay? It's, it's mine is a business at Art Storefronts, it's all of yours. You know, most people think like, ooh, I've got a website problem, right? If I just had the art selling website, I would be in much better shape. Or some people are saying, if I could just find that list of high net worth collectors, and would able to would, would be able to email it that would solve my problem or if i just knew uh, uh what the best selling sizes were or what the best price points were or the hottest selling items or or any of these various different things it's all nonsense until you solve the attention problem you need before you can even have any of those problems a website problem a niche selection problem a pricing problem you have to solve the attention problem we live in an era where attention is the commodity it is the coin of the land None of you are going to sell any art or our photography at all if you don't get the eyeballs to it in the first place. And so just like in Maslow's instance, like that I, that I have in the, in, the, in the presentation, sorting the attention, the bottom block is a quotidian activity. It needs daily work. Every single solitary one of us need to realize it's no different than eating or sleeping. It is something that we need to do on a daily basis and you have to do it consistently and you can never stop. Artists and photographers don't like hearing this. Why? Because you guys all suck at marketing, okay? And you always have sucked at marketing. It's the biggest problem you've always had. It's never gonna change. I don't know what it is. You know, you think of the Venn diagram, right? And there's the artist brain and there's the marketing brain. And most of the time there's very little overlap, right? And I use this example and it, and it and you know, I, I used to be embarrassed using this example, but okay, I'm gonna use it now. Do you know? who are some of the most powerful women in the entire world right now in 2021. It's the Kardashians. It's the Kardashians. And you wanna know why? Because they have the attention, okay? These women have hundreds of millions of followers on Instagram. One of them could decide to start painting stick figures tomorrow, zero artistic talent, and guess what they would sell? $35 million worth of art. Is that fair? No, it's not. But those women understood that attention is the commodity of today's day and age, okay? Again, with it, you can do anything. Without it, you're not in the game. So as we go back to the pyramid, you have to understand that if you're not working on a day in, day out basis to solve the attention problem, you're not in the game. You're not in the game. You're struggling. I know I lost my dog on screen. Trying to get back to it. Um, okay, so we work on solving attention. Step one is just figuring that out. Step two, okay, of the art selling pyramid. And let's just assume that we have whatever's on the inside of this block, and then we have the outside of the block. Let me talk about the outside of the block. This is the outer shell of block two. Number one is the business model, okay? And the business model stated succinctly is you have to be selling direct, okay? You have to be selling direct. There can be no middleman between you and your customer, okay? And very many people have gotten this wrong. I mean, out of the hundreds of people that I talked to week in, week out, they were humming along, they had a business, uh, they were selling at art galleries, right? A retail art gallery. So they were doing the show and fair circuit, but they were not necessarily selling direct. They were not retaining the information on their customers. As a result of that, the pandemic hit and the revenue sources that they relied on um, that, that, that were really fueling the business were all of a sudden snatched away from them in two seconds and there was nothing they could do because they didn't understand the business model. You have to be selling direct. You have to maintain the information on your customers such that you can market to them in perpetuity. The number two on that list 
is the importance of a collector list, okay? Now I borrowed that concept from this guy's book and Stefan, we need to put a link to this. So this is from the whale guy, Wyland. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's the best-selling artist in the United States. Most people would say it's not even close. This guy is destroying it. His book, it, the annoying thing is you can't order it on Amazon. It's like a charity thing, so you have to get it from his website. Devon, I'll give you links on all of this later, but one of the amazing things that he talks about in this book, okay, and it's really short, it's just it's the epic read, you guys gotta get it, is this concept of a collector list, okay? And how he defines it, is a collector, is someone that will purchase uh, over the course of your lifetime as an artist or photographer, eight plus pieces of work. So what happens is you keep creating throughout your lifetime, your prices keep going up and your collectors just go along for the ride with you, okay? And I have fundamentally, I've been in this business for six, six and a half years now in terms of direct marketing. Uh, I should mention all the, all the artists and photographers I talk to on a regular basis. In addition to that, we have 55, 5,600 customers now at art storefronts, and I look at their data, okay? And I, what, what, what do I mean when I say I look at their data? Because that's important. Who in my customer base is generating the most leads on a regular basis, capturing the most email addresses? Who's selling the most originals? Why? Who's selling the most commissions? Why? Who's selling the most metal prints? Who's selling the most paper prints? Who has the best Instagram following going on and why? We deep dive and study this data. And while we don't have a tremendous amount of customers that are at the six and seven figure, we do have some and I look at them. And fundamental to all of the businesses that are doing well is this notion of a collector list, okay? These are your VIPs, you take care of them. And what ends up happening is you start building this list. You start with people that are just bought one piece. And as time goes on, the list grows and grows and grows. Our best customers will release a new series, okay? We'll come out with um, a, a new body of work. And before they show it to anyone, they'll show it to the collectors. In some cases, I have customers where the collectors buy 60 to 70% of the works that they've created before they even go on sale. So these people are left selling 30 or 40% of their work. And it is fundamental. It is the retirement count. It is the pension for your art business. And if you do not have this list, if you are not cultivating this list, if you are not fostering these relationships, sending one-off emails, liking their social media posts, these are your VIPs, right? And the way to think of it is like, you, you, you ever go into one of the nicest hotels in the world, you're treated like royalty, right? That's how these people need to be treated. You do that, they go along for the ride. Year in, year out, year in, year out. You are able to market to these people in perpetuity. So if you're not doing that, it, it, I don't ever see how you're going to have a fundamental, you're going to have a successful, thriving art business in, in, in perpetuity. It is, it is quite literally, excuse me, one of the most critical pieces of, of, of absolutely all of it. So those are, those are the, the, the two things that, are, that you sort of need to understand on, on, on this rung before we get to the next one. The next, the next is the three ways to sell art. Okay. There are three ways to sell art. I believe every single solitary artist, every single solitary photographer, one needs to understand this and two needs to be deploying all three on a regular basis in their careers. Okay. And let's go through the three. It's very simple. And this is the trick question I always run with. What is the best way to sell art or photography? It's in person. It's in person, face to face. It always has been, it always will be, that will never ever change in person, face to face. Problem though, uh, Rami, Rhea, we are all of us geographically fixed on this earth. We all have to sleep and we're incapable of having 25 conversations at once. So yes, we have to have a website, okay? A website solves for all of those things. But the second way, what I think should be the second way, the newest way 
is exactly what we're doing right here. It is selling your art, your photography via live video. Okay. And I can, and it can be a one-to-one -one scenario, right? Like, let's say I hit Alex's website and I say, Alex, I'm really interested in what you do. Uh, can we jump on a, can we jump on a call and you could show me some of your pieces and explain them to me? I'm trying to outfit a bathroom. He goes, no problem. Here's the zoom link. Let's jump on. That's one-to-one. -one. The one-to-many is this concept of the live art show. Okay. You use phone. If that's all you got phone plus laptop, you go live on the various different socials. Uh, I need to start showing some of these so we can give it, give it a little teeth. And I believe quite succinctly that this is the most important, okay, uh, a change to how art and photography has been sold in forever. There is, there, is, there is nothing more significant in my estimation than this full stop. And I wanna show kind of a couple of different examples, okay? This is, this is the real world example. So this gentleman, okay, had a show in the middle of the pandemic. He managed to have one. It was in a gallery in Canada. Okay. The show went on. Yes, they had their masks. Yes, they did their social distancing and everything else. And the show went on the next day. Okay. We grabbed his phone. We broadcast to Instagram. We grabbed some special software to broadcast to his Facebook page, his YouTube page. Okay. And what did he do? He grabbed a glass of wine. Uh, I mean, this guy doesn't even have sleeves either. This is ridiculous. But he, he grabs his glass of wine and he walks you through his gallery show. And let me tell you, this is the next best way to sell art full stop, okay? Aside from being in person. He's walking through the actual gallery where the show was hung. He's talking about the pieces. The majority of them had already been sold, but he, he's, he's selling some of the other ones. We're pulling comments, okay? From the social media sites, you can see this guy here left a comment on Facebook. We're pulling that right into the stream, okay? So that's an example of doing it in an actual gallery. Are there others? There are others. We've also been working and really hacking at this concept of a basement sale where you grab an artist, okay, and you sit here in, in, in his garage studio, and these are some of his older works, okay, this is his basement in Laval in Quebec in Canada where he lives, and again, streaming to all the socials, selling the art, merchandising the art, holding it, talking about it, going through the entire presentation, and this particular gentleman, okay, and, 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 and I... And I and I sort of feel like an idiot sometimes sharing numbers, but I think it's important to give it teeth. He ran two of these sales over 15 days. He sold 62 pieces for over a little bit over 32, 33,000 Canadian. Okay. There was him retaining all of his customer information on this. There was him uh, uh, selling direct. There were no middlemen. There was no one else involved in it. And it's, it's, it's gone incredibly well. It's gone incredibly well. I want to give you another example. So this is another customer of ours. She's a, an artist in um, Kansas Patrick, City. I don't yes. want um, to pause yeah. your, your train of thought, but you're just mm -hmm. presenting the pyramid through now. Oh, you haven't been seeing the videos? You got to tell yeah. me. You got to tell me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, these, I, I was showing you the actual live art shows, which is really Yeah, but what you were saying <laughs> was so interesting. I didn't want to cut you off. Uh, yeah. And, and we all no, have imagination, so we could figure it out. But uh, yeah. you know, let me, when, you let me... when you took like five seconds to breathe, I wanted to. And I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna fix it on it on a new tab. Uh, just bear with me. I was looking at chairs earlier, but let me see if this does it. It's important that you guys see the example. Yeah, we got chairs. Yeah, because this is this is literally yeah. the. It's the future. It is quite literally the future. Sorry, just bear with me. Let's see if I can 
not only is it the future so what was i going to show you okay i'm just going to go through quickly what i what i showed so the first example that i showed was this gentleman and he had he had an actual show in a gallery in covid right and so yeah. the show went down and then we ran the live art show and you can see normal show hung in a normal gallery um the opening night was over this was this was the next day and he's going through he's showing all of the pieces and he's selling internationally as a result of it in addition to that and just bear with me because i pull this up he's he's done a number of these and some of these have just been in his studio right and same concept right like there he is he's in his garage studio this is where he paints but he's live streaming he's showing old inventory that he has and he's selling tremendous amount of pieces as a result of it and this guy sold truly international and then just to, to speed this up here's another example just to kind of give you some color on it and this is another um artist from kansas from... city and stefan i want to include all of these links so they can watch yeah, these yeah 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 I'll, I'll make sure we we share those links and okay so here she is you know in her in her basement studio and she was moving okay between between one studio and another and so these are like her color studies right like they're not even like complete pieces in most cases and in this particular instance she had okay she had 83 pieces in the sale and this is where i can like put it all together in her case and you know again let me get out the full screen go back um, I go back to this book, right? So the gal that I showed you, the Kansas City painter, she had 86 pieces in the particular show. She announced the show on Monday and said the show was going to be on Thursday. She emailed her collector list ahead of the show and said, hey, collectors, I love you guys. I just want to let you know I'm having a show on Thursday. Uh, because you guys are my VIPs, you can, of course, see the show before anyone else. If you want to get some pieces, fantastic. The collectors bought 46% of the show. 46% of the show right out of the gigs, which is just absolutely phenomenal. And if you look, and I want to, this is another critically important one, and I'm sorry that my uh, my content streaming game is not completely online, but your guys' industry doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of reports, okay? It's it's actually pretty minimal what you have. And so let me just share this. But there's one that, that is put out on a yearly basis by Art Basel and uh, UBS, the insurer, and they call it the Art Market Report. And again, let me just pull it up so you guys can have it. And again, I'm going to send you guys links, don't worry. But I literally want all of you guys to read this. It's a really, really impressive report. And, you know, despite the fact that in this report is a little hoity-toity in the sense that they only interview, like, the top of the top selling artists, like, you know, the 1% of, of, of your guys' community. But it's a really, really good report. And you can either download the report or you can look at the key findings. And they did a great job. And is the screen sharing? Is it, like, maroon with a little light bulb stuff on? Yes? No? Maybe? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. So anyway, they've got these graphs, right? And you can you can look at the key findings and it's like what happened in 2020 during the pandemic. And of course, art sales all moved online and started exploding. Um, you can look at like the total percentages and everything they did. But the biggest takeaway that I have from this report is whether you are the artist that's just getting started and you're just trying to figure it out, okay? All the way up to the very top of the top, the entire world right now is working on trying to figure out how to leverage this second way of selling art which is direct via video, one-to-one, one-to-many. It's the new latest and greatest. And, you know, the hoity-toity report, they call them OVRs, online viewing rooms, in which the artist sits with his work and the high net worth individual come OVRs. It's a, it's a bloody Zoom call, okay? I'm coming up with these words. But it's the future. It's absolutely the future of selling art. And 
I believe every single solitary artist, photographer needs to be leveraging all three. You sell in person when you can. And for every other situation, you turn the camera on. No one cares. You don't need hair. You don't need makeup. Okay, this is the new world that we live in. And you show the pieces, you talk about them, and you merchandise them. And, it's, and it is straight up the ball game. It is what every single solitary artist, every single solitary art out there is trying to figure out how to leverage, what it looks like, what's the best technology, you know, how do you run the show, what's the tradecraft, all these various different things. And, you know, I firmly believe that if you are not employing this, okay, not employing this right now, not attempting to get people on a one-on-one -on -one Zoom call to show your work, to talk about it, they get to see who you are, they get to meet you, they get to feel like they know the artist, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. And if I can leave you with one challenge from this whole session, it's start shipping these. All you need is this, your preferred social media network, turn it on and start talking and showing your work. Grab some small pieces. That one dropped a little bit. Talk about it, and I have a green screen, so it's gonna look a little serious. This is my such and such. It's on acrylic, you know? It's like, tell the story of what the piece is. Here's a framed piece. Yes, I realize it's upside down, but it's, it's literally just that simple. It's just that simple. And you know what? Everyone's intimidated. No one likes being on video. Get over it, okay? Get over it. I hate being on video. If I if I could live the rest of my life, never be on video, I'd be like, yes. But it's, 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 you have to be contrarian okay, about uh, this. Uh, understand the world's changing. Go ahead. This is super interesting. This is super interesting. Uh, I, I had seen reports and, and journalists talking about trends of live shopping in, in China, for example, where you have like yeah. live streamers selling yep. you stuff all the time, but it never yep. clicked that we could do that as artists too. So how you yep. recommend doing this, like hosting a, a YouTube live and everybody bids there or you have a yeah, shop so on the back where people can buy it? So I can talk, I can talk about, yeah, I can talk about that. There's a ton of trade craft to it, but let me, let me finish my pyramid thing just so I can yeah. be done with it and, and slap a bow on it again. I gotta, you're, you're really having to bob and weave with your system to get this all working. Just bear with me guys. Normally I'm so smooth at this and today I'm just all over the place. All right. So going back to the pyramid, just to finish it off, where is it? So those are the three ways of selling art critical, right? The top of the pyramid, everything else. It's everything else, meaning, oh, you've got a local retail gallery that's working for you? Fantastic. I love that. We love revenue sources. We're pro revenue sources. Don't get rid of it, but it's on the top of the pyramid, in addition to working on attention on a daily basis, in addition to doing the three ways of selling art. Uh, you're going to do the local Theron show circuit? Fantastic. Love the Theron shows on top of everything else. Oh, you have an online gallery that's working for you. Maybe it's Etsy. Maybe it's Redbubble. Maybe it's Fine Art America. Maybe it's whatever you have in Europe. Saatchi, I don't care. Fantastic on the top, okay, after you were doing these other things. And it is just critically, critically important that you understand this. And I believe that this pyramid is the most important thing that you guys can be doing in your business. And, you know, this, I don't want to be hyperbolic. You have to have the perspective, okay, of how long a career you guys have. I literally, on a week in, week out basis, have. 70-year-olds, 80-year-olds, and 90-year-olds jumping in on my Zoom calls. And they've been artists the entire time. You guys, you guys are not like other people, okay? You don't have a midlife crisis and decide you want to go become a tax accountant. You're artists for life, okay? It ain't changing. So when you have the perspective of how many years you guys are going to be grinding this and going and going and going, if you get that pyramid in place, 
if you are constantly building your collector list, okay, if you are if you are leveraging the three ways to sell art, you are building a business, okay, that can go for years and years and years and years. And it is disheartening to me, okay, on a regular basis, week in and week out. Again, I run these Zoom sessions, so I talk to all these people. People in their in their late 50s, in their 60s, in their 70s, they are at the absolute pinnacle, okay, of their careers. They are the, they are the their art is as good as it's ever gotten. 40 years of hard knocks, right, to get there. They are at the absolute top. But they didn't understand that pyramid. And they weren't building contacts. And they didn't have a list that they were marketing to. And they were going to the shows and theirs, but they weren't being robust at capturing email addresses. And they have no one to market to. And you know what they do? They come on my session and they go, Patrick, how can you help me? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I feel like such an idiot dispensing with this advice, but there is no other advice. I'm sorry, uh, so-and-so, you right now preservably are in the executive office, right? The floor to ceiling windows, the big desk, you've earned it. You earned it out of that career. And you know what I'm telling you? You got to go back to the mailroom and start pushing the cart around because you never understood that pyramid. You did not build a list of people you can market to. You did not work to cultivate attention that you own. And guess what? You left it to other people, to galleries, right? And you never gathered that list. And COVID hit and the rug got pulled completely out from underneath you. And what are the options? What are the options? I don't know what it's like in Europe, but I assume it's the same as it is in the United States. Half the galleries are closed and they're not opening back up. The ones that are opening back up now have five times the supply of artists, okay? And they're saying 50-50 split's not going to work anymore. It's 60-40 now. And I'm sorry, if you don't want it, there's other artists that do. The show and fair circuit, okay, which is robust in the United States, I'm sure it is in Europe too. Those, those things only pay if they are at 100% attendance, okay? When people are gun shy as a result of COVID and you're at 50 or 60 or 70% attendance, they are not going to pay. You are not going to see an ROI for most of them. So what is the alternative? Do you just sit and hope things go back to the way that they were? Or do you understand that that pyramid fundamentally is your business, okay? That you understand fundamentally the perspective of how long you have to build a successful art career, which is the rest of your lives. It is decades. It is several decades. And so you get this thing right and you start working it and you constantly day in, day out. Yes, you're growing your email list. Yes, you're growing your social following. Yes, you're posting content there on a regular basis. Yes, you're having sales and you stay at it and you understand the first couple of years of doing it, they're going to suck. It sucks. You guys got to learn marketing. Not easy. You're not good at marketing. Y'all suck at marketing. I know that. I already know. I don't even need to talk to you individually. Morgan, I know you suck at marketing. Okay. Morgan's probably the one that's like really good at it. But the point is, is you have to understand this. Okay. And if you understand it and you just start working it the first year, oh, is it, it's brutal. Patrick, I have three people on my email list. I've never run a sale. Uh, I hate being on video. I don't post to the socials. I have three friends on my personal Facebook page. What do I do? You, you know how you build followers and email addresses? One follower at a time. Doesn't matter if you have 100 million of them, you're the Kardashians, or if you have zero, they're built one follower at a time. So I think fundamentally, more than anything else, that pyramid is the whole ballgame. You have your whole life to achieve it. And if you understand it, if you leave this talk and you're like, okay, I get it, I gotta be doing all of those things, and you start doing those things, and you start doing those things consistently, and you have the perspective of how long it takes, you're set. You're absolutely set. And I look back at the last year and you want to talk about the perfect storm? I mean, it was the most extraordinary time any of us on this call have ever lived through, right? And what happened? Everyone started working from home. No one was going back to the offices. Everyone was spending so much time at home, they were finally ready to fix all of these things at home. And guess what that is? Art was a huge part of it. Oh, by the way, though, 
the majority of places to buy art, okay, were gone. No shows, no fairs. Majority of the galleries closed. Art demanded an all-time high. So when has that ever happened? It hasn't. The people that had attention, that understood the collector list, okay, that were marketing on a regular basis, captured all of those sales. And we had multiple people on our platform with their best year ever, five to seven X their previous best year ever, just because they understood that pyramid. They understood that pyramid. That's what I feel like 30 minutes in, that's my rant. Yeah. Yeah. So if you, want to get in, if you want to get into the how to go live, and I want you guys all to read that report. I'm not kidding because then you'll hear it. You'll hear it from someone other than me. Um, the whole world's trying to figure out to go live. And, and you know, to, to Stefan's point, like, it's not just art and photography. Video-enabled commerce is the future. And, you know, he refers to, like, China being ahead of the game. They're ahead of the game on us. And, you know, one of the, one of the stories is there was a farmer, and he had an apple orchard in China, and he would harvest load all of his stuff on, 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 on into the distribution wagon. It would take it to the distribution center. It would go to all the supermarkets. He started turning his camera on in his orchard. He started talking about the blossoms and what soil he was using and what root systems. And he got a huge following. The next thing you know, the harvest comes. He sells everything direct. He boxes everything up and sells all these individuals because they've been following him all year and they're asking questions and everything else. That's better for the farmer and it's better for the consumer because we're getting the produce even quicker. Do you don't think that you're going to log on to a clothing store? And there's going to be a personalized shopper that already has your size that's going to show all of the pieces to you that's going to talk about whether you think this is a good one or not drop it in the box shift it to your house you keep what you like it's going to fundamentally change everything everyone's trying to figure it out right now yes video is nothing new but it's gone through a renaissance as a result of covid COVID sped everything up so this is an elevator i have no how no idea how high it's going but the doors are not even closed on the ground floor get in and start shipping them that's it that's it. And you could do one today. Alex, I'm looking at you. Grab the phone, get a couple of pieces, turn it on and start talking about them. That's how easy it is to do. You can do it right now. Morgan's already on board. I'm working on you, Alex. I want you shipping one today. Today. All right, that's what I got. Okay, cool. That That, that, is, uh, that, that is motivating to say the least. Um, and and how, would you, how would you recommend, how, how would the sales part of this work do i have a website on the back that has all the artworks listed do so yeah fantastic question the 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 answer the mantra is just ship it so meaning what's going to get you to do it today then that's how you do it so let's talk about that we can go old school okay Normally sells for 350. I'm letting it go for 125. I take PayPal, Venmo, Square. You can send me a check, cash on delivery. You can send me a DM on Instagram, leave me a comment on Facebook, email me, snail mail me, text message, ready to go. Nothing on a website, nada. Whatever you have on hand, inventory, go sell it right now. To get a little bit more sophisticated, yes, you can put it on the website. Um, you know, you could have the actual products in your store if you're so inclined. But we have people that are just doing it, PayPal, Venmo, that's it, and doing fantastic. Send me PayPal, send me Venmo. What about shipping? You know, if all the pieces are the same size, then you can just include shipping, price them high. You can decide a flat rate for shipping. I don't have any idea how shipping works in Europe, but just take my American example. And, you know, on some countries, you're going to get smoked. On some, it's going to be cheaper. You hope it goes in the balance or sell the thing and then just say, by the way, um, I'll message you after the fact about shipping. Done. Yeah. That's it. So it's, it's, it's really, really easy. And after, after, I don't know where, where are you going to post the, the links? I want you guys to watch the shows. 
okay you're gonna be like i can totally do this mm -hmm. like you know there's noises going on somebody will drop a camera um you know like stuttering mumbling whatever doesn't matter you turn the thing on and you go for it and all of my customers will come back and they'll be like patrick i did it uh it was hilarious um you know this went wrong that went wrong halfway through the show uh my partner was binge watching netflix and the bandwidth went down all crappy right like every stupid thing imaginable happens during these things and my response is always the same fantastic job i'm so stoked that you did it now go do a thousand yeah them. but those crazy things also happen when you're in a gallery you know somebody is drunk and stumbles on somebody wine yep. goes on the the canvases you know it's like that's yep. that's real life for you so uh i guess that as artists we're just like uh so caught off with perfection you know we we, we have yep. this idea of like i need to make it perfect and nothing is 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 perfect in that sense um but I love I love that idea. I love that idea. And uh, I, I think I'm going to mix it up with uh, another idea that I have. I'm not going to disclose it yet, but uh, I'm going to let you know when it comes. But um, the yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about you, by the way, doing live video. OK, <laughs> Johnny Carson of Berlin over here with his shows and everything else. I, I, I know you've got it covered. Everyone else, though, I, I want to see shows shipping. I think I'm you know, the only weekend. artist that actually likes being on camera here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's not an advice for me. It's an advice for everybody else. So um, that was one part of, of what we, we agreed we're going to talk. Uh, mm -hmm. The other part is um, the base of that pyramid is, is attention. Yeah. You know? Yes. And, you know, Building attention is is nice, and you got to keep your audience entertained. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about how how to grow that audience, you know. And mm -hmm. and by seeing what you guys been teaching, I know that mm -hmm. you guys have a pretty good strategy for social media ads, specifically for artists. So mm -hmm. I would appreciate it if you can go us through with that a little bit. Yeah, and so I I've got some 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 decadent definite recommendations in terms in terms of Facebook ads. Um, and I have to I have to kind of give some context to it first. Um, but I will start. Do not boost posts on Facebook or Instagram. Okay. If you want to light your money on fire, at least let me come over, we can have a little bonfire in the backyard, and you know, maybe grill something. Okay, do not boost posts on Facebook or Instagram. I'm looking at all of you, you guys are laughing. There's some there's some violators in here. I know it. Do not do it. Okay. So what you need to fundamentally understand about paid traffic, and I should qualify this, I've run over $7 million in Facebook and Instagram ads, okay? I've, I have lit my share of money on fire. I have paid every idiot tax that there is. You know, Mark Zuckerberg just bought another plot of land in Hawaii, and I feel like I own 165th of that. So before you even contemplate Facebook or Instagram ads, okay, you need to learn to do 100 push-ups in one setting. Okay. And those are the marketing muscles that you need. And let me just define this. Okay. You are not ready to run Facebook ads until you can develop these marketing muscles. And, and I use the hundred pushups because like, that's gnarly, right? Like that's really, really hard to do. And the point is, is that you're going to have to do a bunch of training, even be able to get there. So what, what do you need to do? You need to be capturing emails on a regular basis. There's a whole bunch of different ways to do that. We can talk about that. You need to be emailing that email list on a regular basis. At first, it starts once a month, then you get better at it. It's bi-weekly or twice a month, and then you get better at it eventually once, once a week. You need to understand how to post on the socials on a regular basis. You need to feed the content machine, okay? 
you need to understand the mechanics of a sale. And make no mistake about it, fundamental to the yard selling business is regular marketing sale, regular marketing sale, regular marketing sale. It goes all year long to all of the people, okay, that say, I don't like running sales. It devalues my work. That is complete bullshit, okay? There are two companies in the world that I'm aware of that do not have sales, Louis Vuitton and Tiffany's, okay? And I'm pretty sure Louis Vuitton is now acquiring Tiffany's, so there's only gonna be one, okay? Fundamentally, having sales is an important part of the art business. But there's a lot of mechanics to a sale. How do you announce a sale? How do you tease a sale? How do you make sure that your sale announcement dovetails with your Facebook and Instagram posts, okay? Or, or your YouTube posts or your Instagram stories, okay? How do you extend a sale? What do you do during a sale to get the most revenue out of the people that are interested? How do you extend a sale? There are a lot of mechanics to a properly run sale. This is what we teach all year long. So you have to understand that, okay? Once you've done that and you've gotten a few in the books, okay, and look, you could be a nature photographer and you're going to run an Earth Day sale and then you're also going to run a Black Friday sale and a Cyber Monday sale and a Mother's Day sale and whatever ever holiday, okay? You run these things all year long. You get better at it each time. Once you have those muscles in place, you're prepared to have a discussion about running ads on Facebook or Instagram. Until you do, you are going to be lighting your money on fire, okay? You're going to be lighting your money on fire and that's it, full stop. The analogy that I give, it's succinct, it's a good one, is... Romy and I are going fishing, okay? And we both have the same boat and we both have the same captain and we're gonna go steam out to the fishing grounds. Romy is not doing all of her marketing muscles. Now I'm, gonna pick, I'm not gonna pick on you, I'm gonna pick on me, okay? You're the smart one in this one. I have not, I don't, I can't do 100 pushups. I don't have all my marketing muscles in place. So you know what I do? My boat gets out to the middle of the ocean and I throw my one line in, which is Facebook and Instagram ads. But guess what? The ocean's a big place. The fish could be 3,000 miles away. They could be all the way down 3,000 miles deep, and I might not catch anything. Romy, on the other hand, has she can do her 100 push-ups. She's got the marketing muscles. So whereas my boat went out with just one line, she's got multiple fishing lines. She's got harpoons. She's got kites. She's got nets. She's got crab pots. And what is that? That's all the marketing muscles, okay? And so that is how you see the ROI. That is how you even contemplate running ads on Facebook and Instagram. You will never see an ROI unless you are doing all of these other marketing things because how does art really sell in the real world? I see one of your pieces. I'm like, that's interesting. And I randomly forget it. A couple of weeks later, I see another one. I'm like, super interesting art. I'm gonna follow that gal on Instagram. I follow her on Instagram. Next thing you know, a month later, I get on her email list. Then I get emails for six months. And then I'm like, COVID is a dumpster fire. I'm moving out to the suburbs. Finally, I need art. And who am I going to go to, right? That gal that I've been following that whole time. And so unless you're doing the marketing on a regular basis, you are never going to capture the revenue necessary to pay for Facebook and Instagram ads, okay? So that's number one. That is the precursor. There's the good news in that is once you get started on this, you understand the pyramid. You understand you need to build your marketing muscles. You don't have to spend any money on anything. It's just you learning to get better at all of these things and getting more comfortable and getting the reps and sets and building the muscles. Once you build the muscles, you start with warm traffic. There's two kinds of traffic. There's cold and there's warm. I like the bar example, okay? Cold, you walk into the bar, you don't know anyone. You've never met anyone. You're not on a first name basis. Total strangers. That is cold. That is going after people that have never been exposed to you, your brand, who you are, what you do. Then there's warm, okay? You're walking into that same bar and there's everything from somebody that you're a loose acquaintance to to your BFF, your best friend forever that knows everything about you, knows your kids, knows your peccadillos, you know, knows you cheat on your taxes. They know everything and everything in between, right? There's this whole big group of people know you. 
you start with warm traffic, okay? You start with warm traffic. Until you can make warm traffic pay, you have no business going after cold traffic. You have no business going after cold traffic, period, because I have yet to see very many artists ever make that work. What is warm traffic? You take your email list, you give it to Facebook, you say, put these people in an audience. You place the Facebook pixel on your website. Everyone that comes to your website gets pixeled. Facebook knows who they are. They go into an audience. You tell Facebook, anyone that engages with my Instagram or Facebook post, put them into an audience. You can tell Facebook, anyone that has watched a Facebook a video on my post on Facebook or Instagram, you put them into an audience. Collectively, that becomes your kitchen sink audience, okay? You show these people every single solitary post, one post a week, sometimes twice a week, they don't even need to be sales posts. They can be your process. It doesn't matter. And the score takes care of itself. If you have the marketing muscles in place, okay? If you understand how to go after warm traffic, it's not buy my art now, 15% off. It could be a video of you and your cat, okay? It, the point is, while not advertised, there is a free plan to Facebook and Instagram, and there is a paid plan. Back in the day, those that got on those social networks early, we were all on the paid plan and we didn't know it. What does that mean? I would follow someone's posts or page and I would see 100% of their posts, right? I would see every single solitary one. The minute Facebook and Instagram got enough people, that plan became the paid plan, okay? So what happens now when you have a Facebook brand page, uh, you have an Instagram account, 1% of your followers, maybe up to 5% see your posts, okay? That's a disaster. That's a waste of time. That's pissing into the wind. It's terrible. Pardon my French. So the paid plan for Facebook and Instagram is taking your warm audiences, okay, creating that kitchen sink audience and paying them so that everyone sees your posts. That's it. And if you do that consistently all year long, 52 weeks a year, regular marketing, we put ad dollars behind those no matter what. It could be you doing your process. It could be talking about inspiration. Again, it could be you and your cat or your dog or your kids, okay? Because you're a part of the brand too. And then when we have the sale, we hammer those things, but we don't ever come off of it. And the good news here is this is a $5 a day spend. Some of you, maybe you get to $10 a day. And do you know what it is? It's, it, it's rent. It's a power bill. It's a cable bill. It is a fundamental aspect of your business. And once you start, you never, ever stop because all it's doing is going back to that paid plan, going back to the good old days when everyone would see our posts. And that's it. You start there. You start getting that to work. Once you get that to work, we can start having a conversation about going after cold traffic. Once you get that to work, you will, you will be in upwards of 2,500 to 5,000 in sales directly from your website up to 50, 60, 100. So that's how it goes. That's it. And I don't even, I don't even consider going after cold traffic until all of that is coming. All of that is rocking. And, and again, it is very counterintuitive. Patrick, you're telling me I'm going to spend $5 a day to show a post to people that already know me about me going for a jog or me in my studio doing, yes, that's what I'm telling you, because it puts you top of mind. It puts you top of mind with the people that actually care about you. And if you do that and you do that consistently day in and day out, that's how you monetize Facebook and Instagram. And you know, one more analogy to just slap a bow on it and it goes back to the fishing. I like fishing, so there's a fishing analogy. That boat is out at sea, right? Everyone thinks every marketing message that we put out, everyone sees it, right? That's just a human thing. Like, I can't email twice this month. I just emailed them, right? No one sees your email. 
no one's seeing your posts, okay? No one has seen them at all. And so the point in all of this is your boat is out at sea and the fish are down deep. They're 3,000 miles away. And every once in a while, they come up to the surface, okay? The point is why we do this warm strategy on Facebook and Instagram ads, you never know when the fish are going to be at the surface. You never know. It, somebody just moved. Somebody, God forbid, got a divorce, and now they have a new apartment to decorate. You never know when the fish are going to be at the surface. So the game is to make sure your lines are always in the water. Make sure that you are always top of mind. Do you know how you do that? You give Facebook or Instagram 5 to $10 a day, and you make sure everyone that knows you is always seeing your posts. Always seeing your posts. Hey, you know, I, I, I'm looking for some new art for a bathroom. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. Um, my friend Morgan, you know, I see her posts all the time. Uh, you, you should check her out. You know, I, I can give you her website address. That's how it happens. That's how it happens in real life. And if you're not doing that, and people are not regularly exposed uh, uh, to your art, you're, you're, you, 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 it's just, it's hard. It's hard. So I don't know. That's, I feel like you really got me ranting today. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you weren't interviewed, but uh, you just gave a, a, a speech to all of us. Uh, I, I appreciate it a lot. It, it was really, really insightful. Um, uh, I, I think that it makes a lot of sense to to waiting until the last minute possible to to spend money on ads and really got your your machinery, your business machine working smoothly, you know, that new emails come in, those become sales, and then you can spend money getting more emails because you kind of calculate how much new emails you need for a sale, you know, in rough numbers. Yeah, and you the email, that, email capture never ends. It never ends. Yeah. It, is, it is, like I said, it's, you know, going back to that pyramid, it is no different than eating and sleeping. We have to daily work at it. We have to daily work at building our audiences. And, you know, it's not just about email addresses. There's all kinds of different hacky ways you can go about it. But the attention, the attention is the whole ballgame. With yeah. it, you can do anything. Without it, you're not in the game. You're not in the game. Cool. It's the, uh, it's the currency of the land. That's, I think that's an amazing place to, to end up. Uh, while I get people thinking about what they want to ask, I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to illuminating our our minds on this on this specific topic i found it very interesting and I, i'd like to open the floor for some questions so who's in got check over here go ahead man hello hello hey hey well wow julie let me speechless your uh, your energy is wow so oh, i just have one question mm -hmm. do you have like a coaching program or like something where I can grab more of your ideas or your tips or whatever. Yeah. 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 So we have a podcast and I'll, I'll send stuff on the link and I recommend binge listening to the entire thing, go all the way back to the beginning and go all the way to the front because you know, the, the beauty, the beauty of you artists and photographer types is I can give away just about everything for free because I know 99% of you are not ever going to do a damn thing about it. <laughs> That's just honest truth, right? So I, I give away quite a bit of the store in terms of these marketing techniques and tactics. And I'll, I'll give Stefan the link that the podcast is called the Art Marketing Podcast. And it's got a ton of really good stuff in there. And you can kind of hear more um, about the thought process and, and, and some of the things that you need to work on and some of the hardcore tactical stuff um, is all in there. So that's what I would do. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate the comments. Thank you. 
I have a question. Sorry, my camera is not working. This is really speaking. <laughs> is it okay if I go ahead? Yeah. Okay. Hello, Patrick. Thank you so much. It was super, super interesting. Can you please precise what you mean by the Instagram paid plan? So do you mean like promoting posts or that's something I didn't really quite get? No, no, no promoting posts, no boosting posts, Lucille. The 11th, <laughs> commandment, the 11th commandment is thou shall not boost posts. Okay. We do not do that. So the, the, the paid plan is the free plan is you create all of this content through Facebook or Instagram, and then they show it to 1% of your followers. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The paid plan takes that because we're targeting all of our warm audiences. It takes that percentage up to 60, 70, 80, 90% of your followers. And so by giving Facebook or Instagram five to $10 a day, depending on the size of your audience, you're ensuring that all of your followers actually see your posts. So that's the paid plan. It's just going back to the good old days when that was the case, when, you know, the free reach was everywhere, which is amazing. Okay. It's just because I never heard about this concept of paid plan on Instagram. So I just go to my I Instagram know, page. I and I think... concept's a good one, huh? <laughs> okay. I, I, you know, I, I, I get emotional about it because, you know, I'm 42. And so I got to see both of these social networks start and, and go through the whole process. And, you know, you see these people get so angry and upset, right? Because you're on the network and you're creating all this incredible content and you're working really hard to build your followers mm -hmm. and 100% of them are seeing your posts. Yeah. And then all of a sudden an algorithm thing changes and it's down to 1%. Yeah. And it, I can remember both times on Facebook, all of these people raging, how dare you? No one's seen my, you know, they were so <laughs> angry. It's like, do you not understand? This is a rented platform. We are renting attention from mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram. Our job is to siphon off as much of it as we can and get it onto our list. And, and, and that's it. So that's, that's the paid plan. But Lucille, I'm not kidding. It's, it is fundamental to a business. Yeah. Okay. And it's not yeah. just art. It's no different than the rent on your studio. It is, you commit to it. You understand it's mm -hmm. a business expense and it's not even that difficult. Like you can learn to go into the ads manager, grab your latest post. You don't even have to author the ad and you just show your, you, you just turn the latest post into an ad. You don't even have to do anything. You post, you go into the back end, you turn this thing into an ad. It is literally six minutes worth of work a week. Okay. That's it's, it's yeah. that simple to do. And it's, it's, it's a cable bill. It's a phone bill, you know? Understood. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Louise, you had a question. I did. Thank you, Stefan. Uh, yes, I'll second what Cheka said. Patrick, uh, thanks very much for your presentation. It was awesome, absolutely interesting, and very energetic and vibey. Um, I've never made a video in my life before, and I feel like I'm going to do five tonight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my question is re regarding the collection of email addresses. Yes. Um, at the moment, I think for me, the best way of collecting those addresses is via my website. Yes. Do you have recommendations for alternatives to a way to doing it through the website? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fundamental to what we teach pretty much all the time. And you know, I'll give you a poor instance, right? Like I love the show in Fair Circuit. I love it, right? Because you get a giant fishbowl out in front of your booth, and then you say free print giveaway, and you have some sort of print that costs you sixty-five dollars to be auctioned off at the end of the show. And it doesn't matter whether it's a fishbowl and they drop business cards or you have a clipboard and they put out their name. So you're constantly looking for these types of situations. And, you know, again, one of the biggest things that we do as a business is we educate artists all year long. So we have all kinds of hacky little tricks, um, the majority of which I can't give away. That being said, whatever you can do to capture them works, right? 
like what whatever you can do there's techniques on instagram there's techniques on facebook uh, we really like the free print giveaways uh, we like charity auctions and raffles and such doesn't matter you just figure it out hack at it google is your friend here there's a million different ways you can go about doing them but you need to be gathering them all the time straight up sadly it's like you know there's rented attention and there's owned attention right and owned attention in today's day and age yes you could say snail mail it's still a thing right like if you have their home address and you can send a mail that's one yes their cell phone right or or their phone and if you do text message marketing but emails is, is really the only thing that we own it can't be taken away from us right um you know facebook or instagram can change the rules tomorrow and you know your followers gone your account banned you don't know you, you don't control anything there the only thing that we actually own is email which is really sad because email open rates are in the toilet right now they're terrible right so i wish there was something better but that's what we have that's what we have in today's day and age so constantly need to be building it uh, and one more thing, how do, how do we sign up to your webinars, to your training that you're offering? Yeah, you can, to your yeah. Weekly? Yeah. You can, yeah, you can come check one out. Stefan will have links for everything after the fact, and you can, you can pop in on the Zoom anytime and, and join. It's actually really, really fun. Um, you can see I get feisty and I get, I get to poke and prod people a little bit. Like, really? You think you have a niche problem? Have you sold your art before? No, you haven't? Like, you know, it, it, it's pretty fun. So all, all these links, all these links will go to Stefan. And I really want you guys to watch those live art shows. I want you to read that report. It's a killer report. There's some like epic information in there about what the trends look like, how it's all going. Um, and yeah, and then the podcast is a good one too. Yeah. So that's what I'd say. And I, well, Stefan, I have seven minutes hard stop for me. Yeah, Morgan, you had a question. Hi, I did. Um, Excellent presentation. I thoroughly enjoyed it and amazing formulas. So thank you so much, Patrick and Stefan and everybody. Um, I wanted to make sure that I fully understood your basic pyramid. And mm -hmm. I know that the bottom is attention and that the middle is three ways to sell art. And I just want to get clarification three ways were. So one is in person, face to face, best way. Anytime that you can do that, you do that, right? Um, you know, for, for the geographic limitations, I don't live in your town, for the fact that you need to sleep, your art does need to be up on a website. People need to be able to see it while you sleep, right? It, it, it needs to help you sell. And then the third way is, is via live video, either one-to-one -one or one-to-many. A live art show concept or, you know, like Alex, I went to Alex's website. I'm like, Alex, I want to see some pieces. Show me some pieces, right? And we jump on a Zoom call or a Google Meet or whatever else. Yeah, I, I guess the main takeaway here is instead of going 100 emails back and forth about asking questions about the the um, artwork in question just like jump on a zoom call and show the art and talk about it in person and it's just it just made a click you know it's it's you know it's it's smart you know why would you spend time writing all of these emails and waiting for answers when you can basically just hop on a video call so right, right. and also too like everyone thinks that you know their art is the brand. Oh yeah, you're the guy that paints boats on the water guy, right? Like, no, you, the human being, is is as important of the brand as the art is. I want to I want to know what you're into. I want to know what makes you tick. I want to understand your peccadillas. I want to know about your pets. I want to know what you think is funny, right? Like everyone wants behind the scenes. You guys are the brand as much as anything else. And so when you have this opportunity to leverage video, everyone starts to feel like they know you just that much quicker, right? It's just more efficient than anything else. The best in-person face-to-face, -face, next best video.
Awesome. Uh, I think we can squeeze a short last question. Yeah, I have a question. Sorry uh, for picking on you earlier, Alex, but I had to, I had to, you're, you're, Alex is like the center square for me. So it's like the one I'm staring at the whole time. No, it's all good. It's all good. Thank you so much for this uh, presentation. That was really good. Um, lots of good info. Um, you mentioned taking care of your collector list. Yes. And uh, do you have any ideas or any little tips or interesting things that we can do for these VIP 100%. clients or send, yeah. send them personalized emails, send them DMs comment on their social posts, wish them a happy birthday, uh, uh, send them a greeting card now and again, treat them like they're your most important humans because they are, right? They are, full stop. You know, and my one buddy that I showed, the Canadian guy, Matthew, you know, he had pre-COVID, he had a massive um, gallery show, full dog and pony, the bartender, you know, performance art in the venue, the guest list, the, the red ropes, the whole thing. Before that show happened, he on his website made a personalized website web page for every single solitary collector. He made a personalized YouTube video. Hey, Alex, uh, uh, hope you and Susan are doing well. Looks like that new puppy is amazing. Uh, I know you won't be able to come to the show, but I wanted you to be able to see it before anyone else. Hope you're well. You know, like that's going the extra mile, right? I mean, the guy had to make like 65 in individual YouTube videos. Do you think he cares? No, he does not. Because those are his VIPs. You go above and beyond, right? And what ended up happening is like they were so blown away by him doing this that even the ones that didn't buy in the show, like four of them commissioned new prints just because they, they love being treated like that, right? They want to be treated like VIPs. They want to feel special. We all do. So, yeah. Yeah, man, uh, that's amazing. Thanks so much for sharing all of this with us. Um, yeah, my pleasure. I'm going to let you fly off to your next meeting. Uh, Thanks for, you know, joining us at the Artist Stop Being Poor podcast. And uh, rest of you guys, um, you know, Patrick has to leave now, but 